If you've got your Bible, I'd love you to turn to the book of James this evening. And uh, we are in for a lot of fun uh, tonight. Julie and I are preaching. And so, so looking forward to having Julie preach again. And this month in our church, we're talking about the subject of prayer. And uh, always a great question is, what is the difference between prayer and talking to yourself? Believing that someone's listening. And, uh, you know, some people here tonight, uh, I know when I say the subject prayer or when they heard that we as a church were talking about prayer, they were very enthused. They were very excited. They went, yes, that's my subject. That's my jam. And uh, there's other people here tonight who go, I understand that that's probably important, but I feel like a rookie in that area. Uh, but the good news is that for every single one person, I believe that we were designed by God to pray. Prayer is the vehicle in which we connect with an amazing God. And, uh, you, you know, I love God because He deeply desires to connect with us. You know, tonight when we came to the 6 p.m. service, I wasn't wondering whether God wanted to do something great. I knew that God wanted to do something great because it's just who He is. And, uh, you know, who knows prayer is something that we can have, uh, I can do as a pastor at a church service. But I believe all of us, as I've mentioned already, were called and made to pray. And so tonight, the title of the message is Prayer on Monday. And uh, in a moment, Julie is going to come up and share three uh, tools that you can use in your toolbox to effectively pray and to connect with this amazing God who loves us and who is alive and well. In James, I love the book of James because James would have to be one of the most direct to the point in your face authors in the Bible. And uh, James is a uh, Jesus' brother, and so they obviously grew up together, they knew each other, and what's funny about James is that the whole time that um, Jesus was growing up and going into his early ministry, James did not believe Jesus was who he said he was, so he's pretty stubborn, okay, you've got to get, he's a stubborn person, but the cool thing about James is that once he locked in and decided that he was all in and believed in Jesus, he was pretty fair dinkum. You know, and I love tonight coming to the 6 p.m. service because I believe that there's a bunch of people who are a little bit the same. Maybe you are hard work to become a believer, but now that you're a believer, you're like, I'm in. Let's go. Mm, yeah. And uh, so I love that. And, and in James, it's this great passage. And uh, right here, there's this great scripture. It's on the screen. Obviously, you can see it. And it says this, the effective fervent, everyone say fervent, prayer of a righteous man avails much. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And uh, you know, sometimes we can think that prayer is just for people who have lots of spare time, like grandmas. No offense, grandmas. We love you. <laughs> we, we can think that prayers for pastors and churchy people that, you know, they just pray all week and then they come on Sundays and talk to us. Uh, but I believe that prayer is, can I say, not only a valuable part of your life, but it's an invaluable, it's, it's the most important part of your life. And I believe that we are people who honestly, we're too busy not to pray. We, we're too, this is just too important. And I love this because it says that the prayer, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails, accomplishes, achieves a lot. So prayer is not a waste of our time. It's probably one of the best uses of our time on the planet. It's probably one of the greatest things that you and I could possibly give our time and our attention to. This morning I was speaking about how one thing that 
I have done throughout my journey is that I've set an appointment with God. And maybe you're here and you're new tonight and that might sound unusual or, or weird or strange to you, but it was actually super cool. If I want to catch up with one of my buddies or my friends or a pal or a family member, then what I do is often I'll text them or Facebook message them or at times call them and I'll say, let's catch up at this time at this place. And, uh, you know, I'm fairly committed to that. If I say we're catching up, uh, I really try and make it a priority to stick to what I've said. And who knows that if I have to, if I have to rain check for some reason, who knows you inform that person, you move it around. And the most important thing is you like, you reschedule, right? You're like, okay, we missed that, but let's get together. And so I decided to make an appointment with God. And for me, it was at 9.30 after a fantastic sleep in on a Saturday morning. And uh, when people would call me and say, let's go out for brunch, let's catch up. I would just politely say, hey, I've got another appointment. And uh, after a while, no one started calling me on Saturday morning. But when you're talking about connecting with God, who cares? And, uh, you know, it was amazing as I began to pray because the cool thing about God is that He speaks all languages, including Aussie slang, pigeon, uh, Philippi Filipinos no language, sorry, Julie, Italian. <laughs> uh, I'm so, all the Filipinos are like, <laughs> But, but God is smart, and, and if we haven't prayed for 10 years or 50 years, we can cry out to God in a moment of prayer, and I believe that He hears us and responds to our prayers. The cool thing is that though when we begin to pray on a regular basis and make prayer a, 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 a normal part of our lives, then we begin to discover who God is in a personal way. In a personal way. So one of the things that I love about God is that He is the kindest person I know. He is crazy kind. And uh, he it's sort of almost something that you can't put to words, but who's ever experienced the kindness of God? Yeah. Uh, another thing that I've discovered is the determination of God. He is focused. You know, one thing that I believe is that God is not some tired old man, but God is like on the front foot going, come on. He's so pumped. And I believe that God is honestly, today in this age, in 2019, more than ever before, we need to be a church who is committed to prayer. We need to be a church who is committed to worship. We need to be a church who's not getting quiet and safe and, and convenient and religious. Come on, we need to be a church today who is so focused, who is so determined, who has an ability to push past the noise that the world throws at us and every distraction and everything that would try and draw our attention and say, God, you are the most important person in my life. You are everything. You're what it's all about. You're whom I'm chasing after. God, if I lose everything but have you, I have everything. Because God, you are the best thing that's ever happened to me times 200 million billion. <laughs> He's the best. And so you begin to spend time with God and to know Him. But how do you do that? Like if you were to make a God appointment with God and, and say 9.30 a.m. Saturday morning, Let's meet. <laughs> Here I am, God. How do I connect with you? 
Julie's going to help us learn just that. Thank you, Pastor Josh. It's Tagalog, Josh. <laughs> All right. Well, good evening, everybody. And thank you, Pastor Josh, Pastor Jane, Pastor Stuart, for having me up here to share with you. And I'm going to try and be really practical about how we can really connect with God. So my first point is, one, set yourself up for success. Yeah, that is so important. There's so many things that are happening around, as Pastor Josh mentioned, so many distractions that happen that sometimes it's hard to really focus. And um, so setting ourselves up for success is really important. Pastor Josh had his date and with God. And these last um, six weeks, I've been trying to also set this routine so that I could have a date with God in the morning. So since, you know, the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, I thought... <laughs> If my flesh is already up and I'm up, you know, and I'm at the gym and my heart's pumping, then surely after that I'm not, you know, I'm up. I'm awake. Um, so I've been putting my, I've been setting my time to really be in, to be in the morning. And so that's my first point. Set a time. That seems super practical. But once you've set a time, it's, it's there. It's set. So set your time to really be with God and spend time with him. My second one is... And this might sound a bit weird, but it sets a timer. Right, so um, to help me start praying, what I um, did was I would take my phone and I would put a timer on. And I started with 15 minutes. And I, and I put my phone aside and I told myself, I will not look at my phone. I will not walk around my room checking the dust. I will not refluff the pillows in my bed. I will not rearrange things that are not... in which are in places that are not supposed to be. You know how you do that when you're at home, you're trying to pray? And you're like, la, 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 thank you, Lord, for loving me. <laughs> you know, and you're not really focusing on really, like, God, I'm here to pray. So one thing that has helped me, and I'm sure can help some of you tonight, is set a timer on your phone. And do not do anything but pray until it rings. And what you will find is that when it rings, you want to keep praying. When it rings, you're like... I've done 15 minutes. I could keep praying. I want to pray. So, yeah, that's the second really practical way. So set yourself up for success. The second point that um, I wanted to bring up tonight is thanking God. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians 5. And Pastor Josh was talking about Thessalonians this morning and that if it was in Australia, it would probably be called Thessy. There you go. So 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, it is right behind me. Verse 18, that's all good. Um, let's just read it together. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know what, there are so many things to be thankful for. And I'm sure if I ask you tonight, what are the things you are thankful for? You'd have so many things to say. Because God has given us everything. Nothing that we have, we have not received, right? Everything that we have from when we are small, we have received. Or from our parents or from people around us. But even the fact that we have been born here in Australia or wherever you were born, that was God's decision. God put you there. So everything that you have, your family, your friends, 
the places that you visit, everything comes from God. And what is beautiful about thankfulness and gratitude is that it puts you in a position of humility towards God. When you start thanking Him for what He's done for you, you're giving Him His rightful place. You're letting Him know that He is the one who provides for you for every single thing. So what are some of the things that we can be thankful for when we pray? Pastor Heidi. Good. Jesus. Yeah, what else can we be thankful for when we pray? Our family. Yeah. Our life. There's so many things that we can thank God for. And so I usually start by just thanking God that I'm alive. <laughs> Thank you, God, for the breath in my lungs. Thank you that I can move my limbs. Thank you that I can sing, that I can speak, that I can hear, that I can see. God, I'm so grateful. Then I say thank you for the family that's around me. God, thank you for my husband. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for my husband. I'm so blessed that you've given this man for, to love me and for me to love. Thank you for my parents. Thank you for my friends. God, thank you for Freshwater Church, for a place where I can be planted and I can grow. Thank you for my leaders. There's so many things to be thankful for. Cue the tissue. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's so many things that you can be thankful for. And as we start thanking God, we can yield our life to his sovereignty. He takes his rightful place and we take ours when we are grateful and we're thankful. So that's definitely one thing that we can do when we pray. Start by thanking God. And you'll be surprised by how many things you can thank him for. Even by just opening the window, looking outside. Lord, thank you for the palm trees. We don't have those in Switzerland. I'm so grateful to be in Cairns. All right, so thanking God. First point was setting yourself up for success. Second one was thank the Lord. Thank Jesus for what he's done for you. Number three is repentance, repenting. So we'll look at Psalm 139, verse 23. I'll give you a few minutes for you to turn to it. It is already behind. So let's read it. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And verse 24 says, and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If you're looking for a deeper walk with Christ and you're looking for a deeper prayer time, then repentance and letting God look into your heart is such an important thing. Because as you open your heart to God, you're letting him really show you some areas in your life that maybe you need healing or you need deliverance and you need freedom from. And I remember when we did JBC, when uh, Joel and I first arrived here at Freshwater, we did Jesus Boot Camp. And Pastor Stewart was giving us courses, and it was really, really good. And I'm hoping that we're going to maybe have JBC 2020. We shall see. But it was great. And Pastor Stewart said, he said that asking for forgiveness and saying sorry for what we've done is not really saying sorry for what we did do that we shouldn't have done or, you know, the things that we should have done that we didn't do. But it's also saying sorry, God for the reason why we didn't do those things. Why did we do them? And so as we open our heart to him, we become more transparent. And prayer is a great and beautiful, safe place for God to come and pinpoint stuff in your life. 
and sometimes it's not easy. And it's not easy to let God deal with things in your heart. But he desperately wants to. He desperately wants to deal with things and heal you of things and take care of you so well. But you have to let him. And prayer is the perfect place for you as you talk to God, as you open your heart. He's just so willing. He's so willing. So as religion, it says that it's, it, religion is messing up and saying, well, I've messed up. My dad's going to kill me. But the gospel is, well, I've messed up and I've got to call my dad. And that's a beautiful place to be able to do it. Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. This is the reason why I did it. And I need you to deal with it. And I'm giving it to you. And I thank you, Lord, because you will completely take care of it. So that's good. So that's point number three, repentance. It is so, so important. And it's good to keep that heart, to keep our heart clean in front of God as we walk before him. My fourth point is reading our Bibles. Who loves the Bible? Honestly, it's such a good book. It's a bestseller. <laughs> it's such a good book. I mean, it's full of truth and it's so nourishing. And so after you've thanked God, you've let him examine your heart, then the Bible is a beautiful place for him to speak to you. And so when you pray and you read your Bible and you meditate on the word, God will speak to you. Because it says in Psalms 119, verse 105, and we'll read it together if you have it. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, as Pastor Jane shared this morning. Your word is a lamp unto my feet for today, but it's a light unto my path for the future, to see the future and where I'm going. And I remember we had a preacher who came to our church back in Switzerland. And... He, he was mentioning that he read five chapters of the Bible each day because he wanted to read the Bible once a year. And I was like, oh, that seems reasonable. I can totally try to do that. So I downloaded the Bible app and I put it on my phone. And do you guys know the Bible app? Yeah. Has, have ever, any of you ever done plans on the Bible app? Yeah. They're really good. And I had started the, the Bible in a year plan. Because I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. I get to check things off when I've done them. Anybody like that who likes checking things off a list? Yeah, I'm like, I'm done for the day. I have a tick. It's great. And so I could read, I could read the Bible every day. And I felt like I, had, I could progress through reading it. Because I knew that if I wanted to know more about God, then this is the best place to find more about him. It's in this book. It's in his word. And so I started reading. But after a few months, I skipped a few days. So instead of reading five chapters, I had to read 10 chapters the next day. And then when I missed, I had to read 15 chapters the next day. And then 20 chapters the next day. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> this is going to be really hard for me to stick to the Bible in like one year. But so I told myself, I, I really have to, I really want to finish it. I want to read it all. I want to read every word that's in here. And so I took a couple of days off work. And I rented a, I booked myself in into a hotel in another city outside of Geneva that was about three hours away. And I took the train, 
And before I took the train, I got my little Starbucks. I got on the train. And so it was a three hours uh, train ride. And while I was on the train, I was reading the Bible. And then I stayed in Lucerne, this beautiful city. And I continued reading. I stopped in little cafes. And I just was on my own with God. Just like Pastor Josh was saying this morning, he said his time to be, to be with God. And Pastor Jane said that you have to be comfortable in your own company because when you're alone, that's when God speaks to you. That's when God speaks to you. And so I took that time out and I was like, Lord, I have to finish. <laughs> I want to finish reading the Bible. So I continued reading, reading. I was like, Lord, I, I want to get it all. And so I underlined, I wrote in my notebook. I was like, Lord, I really, I want to read your whole word. It's so good. And so I finished it. But it took me a year and a half. But I finished it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. It's cool. And I still remember finishing it. It was in November 2015. And I snapped a picture of it because I was like, thank you, Lord. You're faithful. I started and I finished. And I'm still going to read it anyway. I'm going to read it again and again. But that was a great first step. So I'd love to encourage you to read your word. Take the time during your prayer to meditate on what God says and to meditate on what God is speaking to you today, right now. And as you're reading, you might have questions, you may have thoughts, and God will answer you through his word and through the people around you in the church. So there you have it, four points. Number one, setting yourself up for success. Number two, thanking God when you're in that place. Number three, repenting of what you've done. Asking God to cleanse your heart. And number four, let him respond using his word. Thanks, Pastor Josh. Julie, you, talk, you spoke about reading the Bible. What would have to be one of, if not your favorite books in the Bible, and a verse that really resonates with you? All right, I really like the book of Ecclesiastes. I think it keeps me really grounded, and it says that there's a time for everything under the sun. And I think it's beautiful because not every season is, is good, but God is good through every season, and there's a reason for the season. So, yeah, that's it. Hey. So good. So some practical how-tos. Who thinks there's one or two in there that they could apply, that they could live? I hope so. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name. And we so appreciate and we so value your remarkable love for us. Tonight, as Julie spoke about, we really want to open up to you. When it comes to you, God, we don't want to just be like a closed book. We want to be an open book. And for many of us, we've tried life solo. But we're here tonight at this service because really our, our desire is, God, we want you to be a part of tomorrow, next day, when we go to work every day. Thank you in the Bible that tells us that one thing you want to, want to give us is wisdom. The Bible says if ever we lack it, that, that it's your heart that you want to give it and you want to give it liberally. So tonight we pray that you would give us wisdom. 
wisdom as we go to work tomorrow and make probably key decisions or run meetings or speak to people. That wherever we go, we'd bring your peace and your love and your freedom. Help us tonight to give you every care and every worry everything that could weigh us down, we give it to you tonight so that we can live light and be like a breath of fresh air. We need you so much. We truly do. We truly do.